Hi, and welcome to Screens in Focus podcast. I am Diana, and today we are talking Fear the Walking Dead, Season 8, Episode 4, King County. Welcome to my live stream. If you are new here, Screens in Focus offers our own unique perspective on TV and movies. And I also share with you the latest and greatest that is out there. So welcome. I am solo today. Normally I have a guest with me in other TV and movie podcast episodes, but for Fear the Walking Dead, I am doing this solo and I am doing this on a live stream. So I'm just trying something new to connect with all of you in the Walking Dead universe. So thank you so much for being here because I love this whole universe. I love sharing what I see with you each week. So um, I can't wait to dig in in this particular episode because it is one of my favorite episodes that I have seen of Fear the Walking Dead. Okay, so we're going to get to that in just a moment. I do want to remind you, you can get to Screens in Focus at screensinfocus.com. There you can get to my podcast episodes. You can get to my social media And you can get to my blog, which has other TV and movie recommendations, because there is a wide variety of TV and movies that we cover, and I love all genres. So check that out, screensandfocus.com. Okay, let's get back to this episode. Man, so I was, um, yeah, I was really liking this episode a lot. So it got me to thinking of the question of the day as to what is your favorite episode of Fear the Walking Dead. And there are so many out there. I know season two had a lot of special episodes in that season. I know one that stuck out to me was in season two, and it was episode 14, and it was entitled Wrath. And that was with Travis when he found out about his son, Chris. Whoa, that was a crazy intense episode. And so I really enjoyed that episode. I also enjoy the episodes that highlight John Dory because he is uh, one of my favorite characters on Fear the Walking Dead. There are so many. So I would love to know what yours is because we had Nick, we had Alicia, Madison, June, Luciana, Daniel. Oh, there's that uh, episode 100 with Daniel. So there's so many. I would love to know what your favorite episode of Fear the Walking Dead is. So you can put it in the comments, whether you're on Facebook or YouTube or on any of our social media links. Again, you can get there to screensandfocus.com. All right, because I would love to know what your favorite episode of Fear the Walking Dead is. Okay, so let's dig into this one, King County. Okay, I was really looking forward to this episode and I was not disappointed. I really wanted to visit revisit King County. So I was really happy when we saw Morgan, it just cut to the chase. Morgan was there and he walks up to the steps of his old home. And of course we see it overgrown. Time has passed and he puts his foot up on that step. And when he did that, I was there with Morgan. I felt the weight of that moment with him. I think I felt the weight of the moment because I have a childhood home, and I know what that home represents to me. I know all the memories that I have, my parents, my siblings, my friends, things that I learned as I lived on that house down the street, growing up, you know, meeting my husband, having my children, 
their childhood there. Oh my gosh, a house contains so many memories and can mean so much and hold so much. So, and I felt that I, all of that was going through my head, how my house impacted me when he stepped on that step to go up to that doorway. Because it started off in that manner and that was my experience, I think that's why I really connected with this episode. Plus, it was (laughs) from The Walking Dead Season 1, Episode 1, and related to Rick and Morgan's beginning. So I also think that was another reason that I was so impacted, and I'm so so sure so many of you were impacted in the same way. So he arrives at the house, and he can't seem to open the door, and he hears his son's voice in his head, and he goes running out, or he goes running down the street. And he had passed by some walkers eating a skunk. And of course, he gets his weapon and starts stabbing him. And did you see him? That first jump, he like hopped and jumped down on it. I was totally impressed with Lenny James. I'm thinking, wow, that is impressive. You are keeping up with your skills. I loved it. He's not a young guy. He's not old, but he's not a young guy either. So I was impressed with the training he must have done to be able to do that scene, both emotionally and physically. And so then, of course, he kills all those walkers that are there and gets that skunk smell on him. He has the surprise discovery of seeing Grace and Mo there. And so he meets up with them. And that was an emotional reunion for them. I think there was some bonding between all of them and some apologies. And I thought that that was a, a really good moment for them to reconnect. And of course, we learn more about Mo, and she tells them about Daniel being one of the people to help her get out. Madison's friend, Daniel, they're like, Daniel? What do you mean, Daniel? Oh, yeah, he's still alive. So they learn that. They learn about his mission, and they're thinking, oh, great, another ally We we can all work together. So that will be their goal. But right now, Morgan has his own goal, you know, his own goal of putting Dwayne to rest. Sherry and Dwight arrive on the scene. And we learn that they are aligned with Padre for now, because under duress, it's not what they want to do, but it's what they need to do because they have their son Finch to take care of and to be concerned about. And at first, I, I didn't like that part. I thought, what? What do you mean you guys are on two opposite sides here? On my second watch, I came to understand that because Dwight even says to Morgan, well, you know, seven years ago, you gave us up to save your daughter. So now we're trying to save our son. So I'm like, okay, I guess that makes sense. That makes sense. I get it. I get it. I get it. But I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, so. Of course, that added to the dynamic of the whole episode, right? Seeing them on two different sides, both trying to save, protect their family. So family was highlighted in this episode. There are tensions and actions that they each take to, you know, further each of their own agenda. And, you know, we see that Dwight and Sherry you know, have to work with these other Padre people because, of course, Shrike is radioing them to say, oh, if you found him, Shrike believes that Morgan is out to form an army, get some guns, rally up some people. And so that is what why she has sent Dwight and Sherry to find him and to retrieve him. But that's not what he's there for. He's there to 
face, you know, redemption and this guilt that he has for not putting Dwayne to rest. And that's his goal because he cannot move forward. He cannot move on with his new family, with Mo and with with Grace until he does this. So, you know, there's this mission that he needs to accomplish and this emotional weight to it. And there's just a struggle. It's just a, a big struggle for him to do this. I can't even imagine what that would be like. I tried to put myself in that position too. I have sons. If something like this ever happened, I would be in the same boat as Morgan. I don't know that I could do it. I really don't know that I could. It it would be a hard situation to be in. Um, I may be jumping the gun, but I'm thinking that it would take someone like Mo to do it for, which ends up being the perfect um, scenario for him. But I did want to bring up... Um, that you know Morgan has this struggle and this guilt that he feels and we've seen Morgan's from the very beginning and we've seen his journey through the walking dead and now fear the walking dead and we've seen the exploration of his past and him writing clear the writings on the wall and what that means and he explains that to Mo what that means it means killing everybody killing everything but what's interesting, and I want to share with you, is that I was wa- we have been watching The Walking Dead, marathoning it ourselves, just take actually taking it kind of slow, uh, watching a few episodes, my husband and I, when we can. Well, on Saturday night, isn't it just fitting? We didn't plan this. It just happened. We happened to be on the episode where Morgan meets Eastman. So he had just been on a killing spree. He meets Eastman. And then he realizes that all life is precious and he stops killing. So I thought it was such a perfect episode to watch right before we watch Sunday night, this episode on Fear the Walking Dead, because we were able to see part of his journey again. We were reminded of what he's been through. Again, I think that was why this episode was so emotional for me. So I I thought that was just perfect timing that we were able to see that episode. Also, you know, this whole apocalyptic journey um, really changes you, you know, shifts you, um, you become either resilient or you kind of give up and do things maybe you wouldn't want to do in it. Um, You make decisions. There's so many things that happen when you're faced with something so huge and catastrophic. But I also want to say that you, as a young person like Mo, you learn so much and you become so much more aware and become so much more insightful. So I just thought it was interesting that we also see Mo in this episode and how much she has grown and learns and how much she is able to push Morgan in the right direction and to tell him things that um, she sees and understands. And I think at, at the beginning, he tells her something, man, you're basically, you're wise beyond your, your years. And she is. An apocalypse will do that to you. It has to do that, right? Because you can't be a regular child. I just um, think we saw the importance of family and rediscovery in this episode and a sense of belonging. And we see that with Mo. And we see that as she looks through that picture book of Morgan and his family and she asks him about it. And she asks him about the skunk smell and how he knew that that tomato soup would get 
mask that smell. And I love that part of it. I love what he shared with her in the story about Dwayne and his dog. I don't know. There was something just very sweet about that moment. Again, I'm getting ahead of myself, but there is a moment where she asks him, do you think that we will ever be there again? Do you think it'll ever be like that again? I thought, you're an apocalypse. How are you ever going to get there again? But I appreciated Morgan's response to that. He was very hopeful. And he said, yeah, maybe we can make it better. (sighs) Let's hope so, Morgan. I love that train of thought. Okay. So we also saw parallels between Padre and Sanctuary because Dwight and Sherry bring that up because they are tired of being controlled. They were controlled at the sanctuary. They're controlled by Padre. They just want their son. They just want to be together. I just want that for them. It's crazy living in this world where people are always controlling how you're going to live your life. So I can understand, though, that they want to protect their kid. And right now, it's just moment by moment. How do we protect our child today? Let's get through this and figure out the next day. But I love that Dwight tells Sherry do you really want our son to know that we protected him by hurting, harming, killing someone else? I don't think so. And I thought that was a great line. And I love that Dwight said it. And I love that he credits Finch, his son, for wanting that same thing. So I thought that was really cool. So I really like that. Okay, there was a lot of symbolism in this episode. Again, we saw the skunk and the smell. And you know, that skunk was being eaten by zombies and the smell that Morgan had on him. And I felt like it carried the symbolism of decay and destruction and that is caused by this zombie apocalypse. And it represents the harsh realities of the world that they live in. And we also see, you know, of course, Morgan struggle to kill Dwayne and that, you know, to kill this, these walkers representing his son symbolizes this unresolved guilt that he has and the trauma for not being able to do so. And because he can't move on, he can't take care of his family now. And the only way he can take care of his family now is to deal with his past, which is what he is trying to do because he needs that sense of purpose and he needs that closure. Okay. A really big highlight for me was that Rick Grimes rifle, that rifle given to Morgan by Rick Grimes, just holds this symbolic significance. And it represents a connection between the Walking Dead series and Fear the Walking Dead series and this legacy. And it just symbolizes this trust and this guidance and this shared experience between these characters and the show. I loved it. It was it was just the coolest thing. I love hearing Rick Grimes' name. Felt like he was a rock star. It's like, said Rick Grimes, that is so cool. It's just such a throwback to the Walking Dead series. I just think that so many of these things really showed, um, you know, we saw all these themes play out through this whole episode. I also want to talk at the very end with about Grace and how she tells Morgan that the radiation is back and that she is dying and that she feels it. 
and how much time has been wasted. And throughout this, her and Morgan have kind of been at odds because she wants him to pay attention to now and that this is a second chance and that we are here in front of you. And I understand that. I understand what she's saying. But I really understand where Morgan's coming from. This is 12 years at least, right? 12 years that he has been living with this and he has to get it done. It's just something in him that has to be done. I get it. I thought Lenny James was so good as Morgan. I think this was his best performance. I'm I'm such a fan. I just hope he gets the recognition he deserves for this um, episode because he was just so good. I do want to say toward the end when Morgan and Grace are talking about um, the future because now they saved Mo and we did see the moment where Morgan had to finally kill Dwayne and to save uh, Mo, to save her and realize where he had put Dwayne in the attic because he was in such a blur during all of this. But saving Mo was so... Um, such an emotional moment for everybody and for Mo saying, dad, help me, help me. You can do this. I know you can help me. I know you can do it. And, you know, every time you pointed that gun previous to going in that house, he kept seeing Jenny, he kept seeing Jenny all over the place. That's all he could see. And he just kept having such a struggle, but finally he was able to do it because he knew if he didn't, he wouldn't save his daughter Mo, but it was so hard. And, I struggled with him and I was very teary-eyed during this whole episode. I just thought it was uh, just really so well done. But fast forward to the end with uh, Mo looking through that picture book through all the rubble and she picks it up and we see Grace and Morgan talking. And then that walker pops out of the rubble, grabs Mo and she starts screaming. I screamed bloody murder. It was so funny. I scared everybody in the house. I gave a shriek. I did not know that that was coming. I just did not know. So I was in the moment. And uh, it was great to see Mo looking at those pictures until that grabbed her. And of course, Grace and and Morgan rush over. And uh, first, Grace is on the scene. And then Morgan. And of course, uh, Morgan asks uh, Mo, "Are you okay? Did you get bit?" She's like, "No, no, no, I'm good." And of course, they smell the skunk smell, and they kind of laugh a little. But then, you know, you see Grace in the background, and she's like, "Oh, Morgan," and she shows them the bite that she's been bitten. So it's like, "Ah, damn! Can't catch a break, man! Can't catch a break." So, where are they off to? They're off to the Padre boat, where they meet up with uh, with Dwight and Sherry, and. Finch and they get on that boat to uh, hopefully uh, we, we'll see where they can get. But what they're hoping is to save Grace by getting to June. Um, and hopefully, hope, because they know it's worked with Finch, the radiation has worked with Finch. So they're hoping that it will work for Grace. So I don't know. Let's hope that it does. Okay. My favorite moments are the mention of Rick Grimes revisiting this house from The Walking Dead, the very first episode. I love how they recreated this to look exactly the same. I thought that was so amazing. And of course, revisiting Jenny and Dwayne. I just um, love that those actors could come back and portray 
those roles. I thought that that was pretty cool. I love the whole throwback to The Walking Dead and just being this whole universe. So I would love to know your thoughts on any of that. What are your predictions? What's going to happen? We see in the trailer that they are trying to get to that train car. And because it's a train, it's on wheels, Shrike moves it around. So they're having trouble finding that. But what I found uh, interesting in the um, trailer that I saw was Morgan yelling, don't you try and stop me. I love it when Morgan yells what he wants. <laughs> it, um, I'm right there with you, Morgan. So I don't know. Let's hope that they can get to June one way or another. We'll see. We'll see what happens. The mid-season finale is supposed to be over two hours long. That's long. So what's going to happen? Will this be the end of Padre? Will they have a battle? Will something happen? Is this going to continue on to the second half? I don't know. There's so much to tune into. So I would love to know your thoughts on this episode of Fear the Walking Dead, King County, or and your predictions for the next couple of episodes. I want to thank you for joining me. I cannot wait for Sunday. And I just hope you have a fantastic week. And remember to follow and subscribe to Screens in Focus podcast. And uh, I'll see you next time. Bye.